Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the second hour of the program. One more to go after this one. It is six after the hour. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Really glad to have you joining me right now. If you're a Democrat, I'm sorry. Someone uh, emailed me and said, uh, if the Democrats, if the media is so in the tank with the Democrats, why are they covering how bad it is? Twofold. One, because they too are trying to encourage the mob to go after Manchin and cinema on voting rights. And two, at this point, you can't ignore it. To some degree, it's therapeutic for them to cover it. It's a big red flag the way they're covering it. The way the media is covering the disasters for the Democrats is they're waving the red flag saying, danger, danger, the Republicans are going to surge. Do something, do something. Not a whole lot for them to do. It's not good for them. It's bad for them. It's it's a problem for them. And there are warning signs. There are two individuals who the Democrats probably should pay attention to. Paul Begala if, uh, is getting much maligned for something he said over the weekend. Uh, he's being willfully misinterpreted by the angry people he is talking about. James Carville as well is out. And listen, uh, when Begala and Carville are talking to Democrats, you should listen to them in the same way if a Karl Rove or or a Republican strategist comes out and talks about the Republicans, you should listen to them. When, when, a, when a party strategist who is very successful talks about their own party, you tend to learn stuff. I once had a a national editor for a news network tell me that uh, he tended to pay attention to Democrats when they talked about Democrats and Republicans when they talked about Republicans because that's where you learn stuff. You get the talking points when they talk about the other side. Uh, That's not always the case, but there's some truth in there. So I want to play these clips for you. First, Paul Begala's clip over the weekend. Like infrastructure, what we want to see is that same power and passion being put behind voting rights. Do you think that's fair criticism? Did President Biden put more effort into getting infrastructure passed, for example? Well, he he got infrastructure passed, and that's a good thing because success can can breed success. He is putting the full force of the presidency behind it. I, I think the problem for the Democrats right now is is not that they have bad leaders. They have bad followers. They have bad followers. He's getting lit up by progressives over this comment. He has some truth there, though, if they would just listen to him. Joe Biden was able to get a COVID package passed, and he was able to get the infrastructure bill passed. He could not get Build Back Better and voting rights passed because of a couple of senators from his own party. Why is he the bad guy for the Democrats? The problem is they're turning on him. The Democrats are turning on Joe Biden. And Begala's point here is that Biden's doing everything he can, that you guys are mad at him on the left. It's it's your problem, not his problem. Now it's going to translate into his problem over time. But listen to James Carville. Well, well first of all, I, I agree with my friend Jim Clyde, but there's an expression that I love. It's called soldier own. All right. And, and I don't think we have sufficiently. If you're a part of the Democratic base and you don't care about child poverty, you don't care about hourly workers, then you're 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 really not a Democrat. All right. Now, I think a lot of the Democratic base has not been told or informed of the things that that, that President Biden and, and, and this Congress has accomplished. 
But th- to me, those are the things that, that, that if I'm a Democrat, I, I much more care about that than, than some word in a dictionary that, that, that children are, are going to bed with a, with a full stomach and a, and a warm, you know, a warm house. I care that, that somebody, an hourly worker is not sitting there working away at 725 an hour. And I see these signs all over, even in Louisiana and South Mississippi, $700 signing bonus. Those are, those are real accomplishments. And there's something that you can run on. And, you, and again, you don't talk about what you didn't get. That, that's mm-hmm. what these Democrats whine too much, Chuck. <laughs> Just quit being a whiny party and get out there and, and fight and tell people what you did and tell people the exact truth. The exact truth. The problem here is the exact truth is that we didn't have inflation when Donald Trump was president. The exact truth is that we didn't have all of these closed up businesses when Donald Trump was president, the exact truth is that people weren't going to businesses and seeing signs that said, we're short of workers, please be patient. Now, that gets me to this Chuck Todd clip. Listen to this. This was Meet the Press on Sunday, very revealing here as to what's going on and why Joe Biden had to do what he did last week going to Georgia. You know, I'm not, I was told by somebody in the White House that, look, they're like, uh, the activists are angry. He had to do this. Like, that was the argument. If he didn't do this, they weren't going to have people to lick envelopes in, in Senate races and House races. But did he, you know, I, what a curious question I have is, do they really go through with this vote next week and highlight Democratic disunity for a second week? Yeah, I think they do. Because they want to show, as the president has said repeatedly, where you stand. You know, history will judge. As That's he what Clyburn said. said. Yeah. And, and the president has said it too. History will judge where you stand on this one issue. You can see people running on this in, in 22. And you have to be able to message to your core supporters. I mean, you look at who the Democratic base is, who has benefited from the deliberate, intentional work to expand voting rights right. and voting access. Those are people of color. Those are women, women of color, poor people in America. If they are not messaging that we are fighting for you in some way, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the other message is right now when they're still fighting COVID and clawing back on the economy in the way that they are. That said, those activists, you saw them angry because they said, these are just words. These are not actions. If you were serious, we would have seen this kind of rhetoric much earlier in your presidency. You got that? He had to do it. Joe Biden had to, he had to alienate Manchin and Cinema because he had to placate the base. And uh, the key point here is the base is still not happy with him because it's just words. Remember Barack Obama and his words, words, it's just words. Yeah, just words. That's it. They realize there's a problem. There's nothing he can do about it at this point. The reason there's nothing he can do about it is because he doesn't have the votes in the Senate and he doesn't have a path forward to get the votes to get rid of the filibuster. And his base, to Begala and Carville's point is, uh, take what you've done and sell it as a success and stop whining about what you can't get. But they can't help themselves at this point. They cannot help themselves. There is a level of impatience. Hatred for Joe Biden is beginning to percolate up. The activist base is turning on him for his failure to deliver. Now, at the end of that, that Meet the Press clip that, that I just played for you here, uh, Chuck Todd says something. They cut him off. I'll tell you what he said. He said, this, this is like the pro-life movement and Republicans. Yes. A lot of Republicans 
express a lot of platitudes about pro-lifers and then ridicule them. I have heard repeatedly behind the scenes Republican senators who want the votes of pro-lifers who ridicule them behind the scenes, who drip with disdain for the pro-life movement behind the scenes. I have a friend of mine who tells me the story of a, of a, of a senator out there who's now running for a different office who they sat at a table together and he didn't realize who my friend was and was just ridiculing uh, the, the rednekedness of the pro-lifers and how they, they were just kind of like these disheveled zealots. And that's what Republicans do, but it's what the Democratic leadership is doing to the progressives. There's a difference, though. Republicans got the pro-lifers judges. Democrats have gotten their base nothing, and they're starting to be a rebellion within the Democratic Party, and it risks breaking apart the Democratic Party. So you know what's going to happen. We're going to get a lot of coverage of Virginia now. If I had a record screech sound effect, I would play it there. What? Erickson, what? Yes, yes. Uh, We're going to get a distraction from the media. The media's got to salvage this thing for Joe Biden. They got to do something to help the guy and help the Democrats. You got Begal and Carville on television saying, my gosh, you people are whiny and ungrateful with what you've gotten. The Democrats said they're going to have to have somebody save them. It's going to be the National Press Corps. They're going to focus on Virginia and COVID now. Because there's not a Democrat in charge now. So their message will be very subtle. Glenn Youngkin is now governor of Virginia. If there's a rise in COVID, they're going to highlight it with gusto and say, see, guys, this is why you have to have the Democrats back. You may not like that you're not winning on these issues, but just just get them back in Washington. Get them a couple more votes in the Senate and you'll get rid of the filibuster. You'll get voting rights. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Get out there. Lick envelopes. Lick envelopes. I mean, they're telling Chuck Todd in the White House that Biden had to give a speech last week because otherwise nobody was going to lick envelopes for him. It's not going well for him. Here's a little more Chuck Todd. And a year after promising a change in tone. We can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. President Biden has failed so far to do that. Do you want to be the on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be in the side of John Lewis? Or Bull Connor. So much for unifying the country. Perhaps the president went a little too far in his rhetoric. Yeah. The Democrats, they're just so divided. It's kind of funny to see. And it comes at the time the Gallup poll has more people saying they're Republican now than any time since 2010. And even higher, the shift is comparable to 1994. So they're going to start paying attention to Virginia and the media because they're going to try to scare voters. You put the Republicans back in charge, the COVID wave is going to be even worse. Here's Joy Reid from MSNBC. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Joy Reid. I actually need a a moment here to congratulate Joy Reid. You know, there was a rumor last week that Joy Reid was going to get canceled by MSNBC in the next few months. And progressives were horrified. How could they? We conservatives laugh. But Joy Reid, we need to congratulate Joy Reid now. CNN is releasing a streaming service. They're going to call it CNN Plus. And today, CNN announced that they're hiring Rex Chapman. If you're on Twitter, you know who Rex Chapman is. He steals other people's work and he tries to take credit and and supposedly feel good. But the man is actually a blithering idiot and a hyper, hyper partisan, insane person. 
And so we need to give Joy Reid credit. When, when the Rex Chapman show goes live, she will no longer be the stupidest person on television. So she deserves some applause. She will no longer be the stupidest person on television. CNN decided they're going to top her by bringing in someone more incompetent and stupid than she is to have a TV show. So good for Joy Reid. Speaking of her, listen to this. Youngkin is also on a firing spree. The entire parole board got the sack. And his attorney general fired 17 state attorneys doing important work in wrongful convictions, civil rights, and elections. But Youngkin's biggest and most lethal project appears to be turning Virginia into a COVID cesspool like Florida. Even as Omicron is smashing records in his state, Youngkin is ending the statewide school mask mandate. He's also rescinding the vaccine mandate for state workers. The rich businessman with no political experience, sound familiar, is working to reverse all of the progress that turned Virginia into one of the highest vaccinated states in the country. Some school systems are fighting the order with several counties announcing that their mask policies will not be changing. The fight continues with kids yet again caught in the middle. So for living down to our worst fears about electing a MAGA in sheep's clothing, for reciting an MLK quote that you don't even understand, for your Toni Morrison bashing, for stirring the culture wars for political gain, but especially for putting healthcare workers, educators, and children at risk, children who will grow up one day, Governor, and vote charlatans like you out, for all of these reasons, you are the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, you see, they're all going to be obsessed with him now. They're going to be obsessed. It's going to be very subtle. They're going to give up on DeSantis, and they're going to focus on Youngkin to try to subtly suggest to voters, hey, you need to keep the Democrats around, or you're going to wind up like Virginia. Look what happened when a Republican took over. It's a black and white difference there between North. Well, maybe given we're talking about Ralph Northam, we should talk about black and white differences. He might be in blackface. Uh, but you, you see the point here. They're, they're going to obsess over this stuff now. They're going to obsess over Virginia. It's going to be their subtle narration that you should be keeping Joe Biden and everybody get on board. All you Democrats who are complaining about voting rights, think of the alternative, how bad it could be. Look at Virginia. It really is that predictable these days how broken the mainstream media is. Nonetheless, congratulations, Joy Reid. Very shortly, you won't be the stupidest person on television. I want to cut corners and just get to the chase. A lot of you hear podcast ads and radio ads for Bull and Branch, and you're thinking, eh, they're just telling you it because they're getting paid. I'm actually telling you it because I'm a customer. We actually have Bull and Branch sheets, and yes, they are an ad. Yes, this is an ad, but yes, I really am a customer. I only like to do ads for companies that I really like, and I love Bull and Branch. So does my wife. My wife actually heard the ads, and she wanted to try the sheets, and now they are the sheets at our house. Bull and Branch does not cut corners. They make super soft, wonderful sheets. They use the softest organic cotton they can find. They get better with every wash. They soften and soften and soften, and they only use 100% sustainable raw materials. They're the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen. You can feel as good about your Bull and Branch sheets as they feel against your skin. They are so soft. They don't get too hot. They don't get too cold. They're just great. And every wash improves them. That, I'm telling you, is one of the coolest things about these sheets. It's like sleeping on a new bed every time you wash the sheets. It's great. Now, you can experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code ERIC at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B O L L. A-N-D branch.com promo code Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. 
I have troubling, troubling news. This is disturbing news. Philip found this story, and gosh, looks like the cost of bourbons may be going up. This is this is not good news. Um, there is an overabundance of mature white oaks. Now, if you're a bourbon person, and I'm, I am a bourbon person, not a Scotch person. I'm a bourbon person, and um, there's a report out, the Lane Report. There's a white oak crisis in the making, and it could lead to bourbon being in short supply. Uh, bourbon is aged in white charred white oak barrels, uh, and it's an essential component of bourbon making, the charred white oak barrels. And there is a problem with white oaks in the eastern and central regions of the United States. After conducting a study to find just how quickly the American white oak could decline, scientists found that the change would begin within the next 10 years. 75% of white oaks on the 100 million acres of U.S. forests are already mature. 60% of the land has no white oak seedlings. 87% have no young white oak trees. Scientists have found there are too many mature white oak trees, which interestingly enough makes it difficult for new white oaks to flourish in the area. Without new trees to make barrels for future batches of bourbon, the spirit can't be aged into the drink we know. So Sazerac, uh, Beam Centauri, Brown Foreman, and others have developed The White Oak Initiative, they want 50% of their wood to be used uh, in sustainably managed forests by 2035. Now, some people say that this report is alarmist because a mature white oak can live for a very long time and we can get going. But those of us who are intrigued, well, maybe we need to support the White Oak Initiative. You know, there is this common misconception that conservatives aren't anti-environment. This is what the left says when you don't want to go along with their agenda, like in the voting rights stuff, that somehow you're against voting if you don't favor their agenda, or you're homophobic if you don't support what they they want to do when it comes to gay rights, or you're uh, anti-trans when you disagree with them about women's sports and the like. Uh, You get all these things going for you, and and you're just anti-this and anti-that, and you're anti-environment. Actually, you know, I recycle. Uh, We try to Uh, Be good stewards of our environment. It's what the Lord said in Genesis to Adam and Eve is to be good stewards of the environment. You want to be good stewards. And if you're a bourbon connoisseur, then you probably want to pay attention to the White Oak Initiative and understand uh, the issue of White Oaks. And by the way, I'm a big advocate of planting more trees. It's good for the environment. It is. The problem here is that so much of the left and their environmental alarmism, they want us to spend a lot of money and not get a whole lot of results from it. They want to undermine our way of life without actually fixing the problem. In fact, I was reading an article this morning, completely unrelated to the White Oak Initiative and and the potential bourbon crisis, that if you follow along with what the left wants us to do for the environment – Uh, we would need a whole lot more copper and nickel than we currently get out of the environment. And to dig up those things, we would be using fossil fuels to get them up to transition and actually be harmful for the environment. There's no balance there. There's no balance. There's just a bunch of fear scenarios out there. And if you don't go along with the agenda, you're a hater. You're you're anti this and anti that. Uh, No, actually, you're a grown-up who thinks for yourself and you understand it's not practical or feasible, so move on. And these bourbon folks... 
they at least are responsible enough to understand we got to have white oak trees to make bourbon, so let's make sure we keep having white oak trees. In the same way, you can be responsible in your environmentalism without actually being an insane person from the left thinking we have to give up capitalism and our Western lifestyle or that Africa can never develop. I mean, the, the left in Africa, they want to keep that place a third world country, make us feel good, or third world continent. Howdy. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Believe it or not, I have a podcast of this show. And occasionally now, by demand, uh, I don't get through the stack of stuff. So I'll have an extra stack of stuff. There'll be an extra standalone podcast in there of all the stuff that I didn't get a chance to talk about. We're throwing it all together in the podcast. If you want it, it's on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, you name it. Text the word SHOW to 33777. You can get the link. You should be listening live, but if you can, if you miss it, you should listen. You'll learn something. Uh, Clear my throat to begin and make an important announcement. Some of you are not going to want to hear this. Some of you will not like this. Some of you will be enraged. But it must be said. Voting rights is a garbage issue for the Democrats. Voting rights is a garbage issue. The truth, the reality is that there is nowhere in America today where it is harder to vote than it was 40 years ago. There's nowhere in America today where it is harder to vote than it was 60 years ago. There's nowhere in America today that it is harder to vote than it was 100 years ago. In America today, everywhere in all locations, it is easier to vote now than then. And people understand this. But it is breaking Democrats' minds. Georgia's Senator Raphael Warnock went on The View. And he wants you to know if you oppose what he wants to do. You know, Joe Biden said last week, if you oppose their voting plan, you're a racist. Well, Raphael Warnock said, hold my beer. Went on television, I want you to know if you oppose what they're doing, you are anti-American. Well, it's disheartening, and I I have to be honest, uh, I am um, saddened by where we are right now. Um, But Dr. King was a a sober-minded soldier in the nonviolent fight for freedom, and he knew that it would not be easy. He used to say that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And so he kept bending that arc then. We have to keep bending that arc now. Uh, It's not unusual to have uh, this kind of backlash. You know, when you take two steps forward, often uh, there is pushback uh, driven by fear and bigotry. But the good news is we do have the tools in the Senate to do something about this. We can pass voting rights. Democrats have uh, the slimmest of majorities, but we have the majority nonetheless, sadly, Our colleagues on the other side have chosen power and politics over a commitment to democracy. They are trying to turn democracy on its head so that rather than the people picking their politicians, the politicians are trying to cherry pick their voters. It is anti-democratic. It is anti-American. You got that? It is anti-American. You disagree 
With Raphael Warnock, you are anti-American. You're, you're a racist and you're anti-American. You hate the country. Isn't it amazing Raphael Warnock and the Democrats could accuse the Republicans of undermining American democracy and their solution is to undermine the Republican institutions of our democracy by using 50 votes and an unpopular president and his even more unpopular vice president to scuttle the traditions of the United States Senate that they have defined as racist when they're not in order to advance their agenda to keep themselves in power. Who is the real threat to our republic? The Republicans or the Democrats? It is the Democrats, after all, who are trying to use a tied Senate to break the rules of the Senate. It takes a two-thirds vote in the Senate to change the rules. What Raphael Warnock wants to do is use 50 votes and the tie-breaking vote of an unpopular vice president to unilaterally change the rules of the Senate to pass legislation designed to keep Democrats in power. It is specifically designed to keep Democrats in power. The Democrats, Raphael Warnock himself, believes that the Republicans are a threat to democracy and anti-American, and the only way to stop them is to secure Democratic power in Washington. It is a waste of time and a garbage issue. It has broken the brains of Democrats. It is a distraction from the real issues. Now, I don't know who Bill Pinsey is. Pinsey Spices. It is a spice company, and some of you are customers of Pinsey Spices. The only reason I know this is because I've gotten emails from many of you with the article, with the story. Some of you got the email itself. The CEO of Pinsey Spices renamed, this is from Fox News, the extended Martin Luther King Jr. Day weekend to be the, quote, Republicans are racist weekend. In a recent newsletter to customers, wherein he said his aim was to anger Republicans in honor of Martin Luther King Jr., Pinsey spent much of his letter praising Black Lives Matters and the movement's actions following the death of George Floyd before suggesting Republicans fantasize about killing black people. Here's his quote. Remember how Republicans, going against a mountain of evidence to the contrary, once again lied and said BLM wasn't a peaceful movement, but instead terrorists inciting violence throughout the country and then raced off to buy a crapload of guns because maybe they were finally going to get their chance to shoot a black person. What a bunch of racists. And he's calling Republican voters the number one threat to the country and saying the Democrats need to scuttle the filibuster and ram through their voting reforms. Why? Well, essentially to protect the Democratic majority. I I don't, I've never shopped at Pinsy Spices. A lot of you apparently have. And you should understand if you're a Republican, the CEO hates you. He believes you're a racist. He believes you're a threat to the country and believes that you want to destroy the country and kill black people. That's unfortunate. He's allowed his, his, his view, though. While he's doing this, this is the White House message this morning. And again, I need to make you understand this is a garbage issue for the Democrats. I'm setting the stage for you here. This is the message from the official account for the President of the United States today. It was sent out at 9.21 this morning. Jim Crow 2.0. Notice he's embracing Stacey Abrams' talking point there. Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. It's about making it harder to vote, who gets to count the vote, and whether you vote, your vote counts at all. We have to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Have to pass them both, he says. 
Joe Biden, a man who told black voters Republicans wanted to put them back in chains. Friends, it's a garbage issue. Now, come November, when the Republicans win, Democrats will be able to console themselves curled up in the fetal position and claim it was all voter suppression. Just as Republicans in 2020 said Democrats stole the election, Democrats now will be able to claim Republicans stole the election. But notice, I'm presuming a Republican wave. Why? Say it with me. Voting rights is a garbage issue. Why? Because no one cares. Nobody cares about voting rights. The only people who care about voting rights are the progressive activist face, base. And for them, Joe Biden flew to Georgia last week and said anyone who disagrees with him is a racist. And then over the weekend had to walk it all back. CNN ran the report that Joe Biden was telling his Senate friends that he really didn't mean to call them racist. He wasn't really talking about humans being racist. That, that, that was his spin over the weekend. He had to walk it all back. All of the rhetoric that Joe Biden advanced, he then had to walk back to tell people that actually he didn't mean to call them all racist. He didn't mean it to them. He didn't mean to hurt their feelings. Now, why would they have to do that? Because they know they damaged themselves. They damaged their ability to get things done. And now they've done a couple of things bad politically objectively bad they've spun up their base and they have no ability to get anything done they did a speech last week in georgia according to sources at the white house to chuck todd of meet the press they had to do it because the base was angry and they needed biden to do it and so now biden has done it and what's the result nothing now what has happened and here's why it's a garbage issue they're not going to get their their legislation passed And what else? It has distracted them from everything else. They had a message that could potentially neutralize a Republican wave. They passed a COVID relief package and they passed an infrastructure bill. And the Republicans have blocked everything else. But that's not their message. Their message is Republicans are racist. Their message is if you don't support them, you're anti-American. And they haven't taken on inflation. They haven't taken on education. You know, in in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin has signed an executive order saying parents get to decide whether they want their kids to be in masks or not at school. And the left has blown up about it. How dare he allow parents to decide what's in the best interest of their children? The Michigan Democratic Party sent out a tweet over MLK weekend and said that uh, parents should have no say in the education of their children. It is about the common good, and the community itself gets to decide what kids need to learn for the common good, not parents. In Virginia, when Glenn Youngkin said that parents should have a say in their education, the Democrats in the state legislature sat on their hands. They've distracted themselves on an issue no one cares about except the most rabid part of their base, and it is an issue that they cannot get accomplished. This is politics 101, y'all. This isn't hard. It's really not hard. I've run campaigns. Know when you're the minority, even when you think you're right. A majority of Americans do not care about this issue. They, They care about the issue. 
And they should tell people, we care about this issue. Unfortunately, Republicans are blocking this. Meanwhile, we have these other things we've done. We've been able to pass COVID relief. We've been able to pass an infrastructure bill. Bridges and roads are going to get repaired. People are going to go back to work doing these things. We're going to help people get back on their feet, and we're going to help their communities. We're going to pave their roads. We're going to make it easier for you to get to work. We're going to build more highways, more toll lanes, more railways. We're going to get people back to work. Nope, that's not their message. Their message is, you are a racist. And by the way, their message is there is no crime wave. There's no crime wave out there. Union Pacific Railroad. There was a, a video taken, a newscast in Los Angeles, went out to the Union Pacific Rail Line and found a bunch of Amazon packages that were all ripped open and the stuff stolen out of the packages. I mean, massive debris field where people are getting onto trains. And in fact, in one case, a group of people blocked railroad tracks so the train could not move. And then they ransacked it, pulling TVs and the like off of this train in Los Angeles. Union Pacific is going to have to divert its port traffic away from that line somewhere else. They're actively trying to find ways to avoid sending the train through that part of Los Angeles because the police are doing nothing. At a time of a global pandemic and supply shortages and supply chain issues, a railway is having to divert itself because neither the federal government nor the state or local government will protect it and its cargo from the ransacking marauders of Los Angeles. Trying to escape from L.A. here. You need Kurt Russell to, to deal with you. But voting rights. This is why it's a garbage issue. It's a distraction from everything else. Now, it's probably the only one they think they can run on. They've got to find a way to paint the Republicans as bad, but it's not working. If you weren't here in the first hour, I pointed out the Gallup poll. Now has the people ID with the Republican Party higher than the Democratic Party. It's actually the highest Republican identification in a very long time. Because Donald Trump's out of the way and Joe Biden is there. And what's Joe Biden doing? He and Raphael Warnock and others want you to know you're a racist, anti-American if you don't support their voting rights. And meanwhile, you just want to go to the grocery store and buy milk and there isn't any. You just want to go to the grocery store and buy toilet paper and it's gone again too. You want to go to the grocery store and buy products and the shelves are empty. Y'all, I was at the grocery store this weekend. Now keep in mind, we also had a big ice storm come through the southeast. There was no milk. There was no bread. There was beer. I got beer. There was no milk. There was no bread. There are still those sports drinks. My gosh, what did Pepsi-Cola do to, to poop the bed on Gatorade supply chain issues? There hadn't been Gatorade in months at the grocery store. Powerade's no better. There wasn't chicken the other day. This week, there wasn't pork. Toilet paper and paper towels were again in short supply. Do you know what else there wasn't at the grocery store this weekend? Potatoes in the freezer section. There were no tater tots. There were no shoestring potatoes. There were no crinkle fries. There were no waffle fries. There were no potatoes this weekend at the grocery store. Do you know how I know? Because on the weekends, if you follow me on Instagram at EW Erickson, you'll see. On the weekend, I do burger and fry night or chicken strip and fry night. My kids like for me to get my fancy grill on the back porch and fry up French fries and either grill hamburgers or make chicken fingers. And I do it on the weekend. But there were no fries. I found one bag. I found one bag of Idaho favorites, and it turns out it, it's from, uh, what, Weston, Lamb Weston? 
I owned stock in that company, so I felt good buying the buying the French fries. But it was the only bag. They didn't even have Orida tater tots at the grocery store this weekend. And you know what? I didn't just go to one grocery store. I went to two different grocery stores, and they were all out of frozen potato products. And they were all out of paper towels. Some of them had toilet paper, but not much. It was the one-ply garbage I don't buy. That's what people are concerned about. And Joe Biden and the Democrats have decided to pick a garbage issue an issue no one cares about, an issue no one's concerned about, an issue no one's bellyaching about except the loudest, angriest people in their base. And their solution is to tell everyone else, if you don't come along for the ride, you're an anti-American racist, and that's not going to fly with the voters who just want their tater tots and beer. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I'm going to go to the phones. Gary, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Good to hear talk to you again uh sure. giving you your public public's update okay <laughs> please do yeah i'm your uh public's go-to guy um well i'm 65 i have my own business but i do public three days a week just part-time for some exercise uh-huh. i've been there almost four years but uh my main aisle is paper and dog food but i do all i do all of it but you're right about the gatorade we've been out of gatorade we used to have like four or five pallets in the back room now we're lucky if we have like two or three cases on the shelves. Gosh. But we just got through with Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, which are like three of our busiest days, right? Mm-hmm. I have never seen it so busy as it was Friday before Snowmageddon. It it was crazy, Eric. I mean, I got it in the morning. There was one roll of paper towels on the shelf and no toilet paper. Well, the truck came in, I put up 80 cases of toilet paper and about 80 cases of paper towels assorted. When I left that day, it was all gone. Good grief. In, in one day. And that's with uh, limits. Everybody has like a two limit. Right. You know, the bread aisle was, like you said, was completely empty. We're waiting for a truck right now. It usually comes in at around 9 or 10. We have no idea where the truck is. And then sometimes our frozen comes all the way from Lakeland. Wow. From Florida. Yeah. So it's not like it's right around the corner here. We have. Well, and, and you know, I, so I also, I, I read, Gary, that like for the potato shortages, people got hit with COVID and they've had factory shutdowns. Wow. So, uh, I, and, it's, and it's not just that, but it's the employees. We can't keep employees. Right. I mean, the turnover is incredible. I mean, you see people come into work for two or three days and never see them again. Well, yeah, yeah you know, so I, I got to let you go there because we're almost out of time. But I, if, if you're listening on the radio, I, I'll tell you the story. I went over to Publix because, you know, Publix, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, wonderful grocery store chain. You can get an app and you can order your deli cuts in advance and then go pick them up. And I went over a couple of weeks ago to pick up my deli cuts and I waited like three hours and they weren't done. And I went in and the poor woman behind the counter looked very frazzled says the guy who was doing them just up and disappeared. Hadn't seen him in hours. He walked off the job. Haven't seen him since this sort of stuff is happening all over the place, all sorts of crises, but voting rights, folks, voting rights. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business, 
First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan. Say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com. 